Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. This match went 40 goddamn minutes, and it was fucking awesome. This match was fantastic. I'm already giving this a 10, and logic a 9. Gone into that double title match, and he should have lost the North American Championship before challenging for the NXT Championship, because that's the way logic works! There, still employed. Kip Sabian. Still employed. Taylor. Still employed. The Blade. Still employed. The Butcher. Still employed. Bandito. Still employed. Lee Moriarty. Still employed. Trevoretta. Still employed. Tony Khan said himself, who cares about the rules? But we care about the fucking rules because this is Life's Opening Radio Rope Break. This is all about rules. Let's Carbonate here, and today we're back with another episode of Life's Opening Radio World Break. And today we're gonna review Wrestle Kingdom 18. Now, I've got my friend here, Ben, with us, and he's gonna uh, also review the show with us. Would you mind introducing yourself? Hello everyone, and a pleasant good afternoon or evening to you wherever you may be. I am the assistant co-host of Road Break, Ben Charles. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we're going to review Wrestle Kingdom 18, night number one. I said Wrestle Kingdom 19 on World's End Review, <laughs> by mistake, obviously. Um, but yes, we're going to review uh, that specific show, and um, we're going to talk about New Japan for a change. Uh, this yeah. is the first uh, New Japan review of 2024, so this is a very interesting uh, review, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but before that, uh, we're going to get into some bit of nasty stuff. Um, yeah, uh, just before World's End, Jericho had, Chris Jericho had some really um, big allegations uh, put up against him. Apparently, he sexually assaulted Kylie Ray, um, and that caused her to quit AEW. He he had a, a inappropriate encounter with her in the in the locker room, uh, or not not in the locker room, in a hotel room, and yeah, that was bad, and that led her to quit. And now people want him to be fired, but of course, um, AEW is doing absolutely nothing about it. They're just brushing it off, uh, and Tony goes up and lies about how uh, AEW is the safest place for women. Um, but yeah, this is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, Chris Jericho is officially banned from this this podcast. We will no longer review any of his matches, and um, yeah, I. Uh, and with that said, I'm pretty much done with AEW. I'm not going to review any of their shows. Ben might decide to do them as an extra. But yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I ain't doing AEW pay-per-views no more. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, Ben, what are your... Th I think Ben has already given his thoughts on the World's End review. Um, he was mainly pissed at... Um, 
that uh, this didn't these didn't come up sooner, and that uh, Nick Hausman of all people had to mention it. And by the way, screw him for uh, because I don't think he 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 really cared about Kyler Ray. He just brought this up to um, to get one up against Jericho because apparently he's in some type of feud with Jericho. He Jericho was feuding with. Um, a lawyer who is a lawyer for another podcaster who we sh- whom we shall not mention on this podcast but yeah um that yeah there's some crazy stuff and apparently mvp knocked him out on his cruise so yeah i guess he deserves that um for doing what he did to Kyle ray and, and yeah that's just bad and somebody who's also had allegations against him is matt striker apparently he used to be in the wwe probably don't remember this is probably before i was watching but yeah he's been accused of like he was like you know touching a fan or weird um you know because uh she they were friends with another wrestler and yeah that was very weird and apparently he was acting weird towards willow nightingale too and yeah that was pretty yeah that's pretty bad so what are your thoughts on this ben Matt Stryker is going to get banned from every fucking promotion in the history of civilization. Get this man the hell out of here. We do not need him touching Willow Nightingale no way, shape, or form. Get him out. Get him out. Yeah. I've seen enough. I've heard enough. That's enough. No. Get him out. No. Yeah. He ain't, he ain't heading nowhere. He's he not going to be in TNA. He ain't going to be in New Japan. Nothing. No. Yeah. Yeah. Get him out of here. And, oh, man, unfortunately... Matt Riddle is in New Japan. I was like, why the hell would you bring this Whoa. man into New Japan? And apparently he's been talking about the WWE. He was talking about how Randy Orton tried to get him fired. He was literally just being ungrateful after all the opportunities that the WWE gave him, even though he's had also some of these allegations against him. The least he can do is be thankful to the WWE that they even let him wrestle and they gave him they gave him their tag team titles. I think they made him US champion at one point. I probably don't remember. Um so after all that he wants to like act crazy and you know oh my gosh. Ugh. Ben, what do you? Well, that was well. That was because well, that was because Vince allowed it. Remember, Vince was in charge at the time, and Vince yeah. was allowing Matt Riddle on television. Matt Riddle was a big part of Monday Night Raw, and Vince was allowing, and he didn't care about the allegations. He didn't care about that shit. When Vince had his allegations of his own, Matt Riddle was even was fucking off television. Matt, Vince didn't care. This is not like. Triple H was in charge, and then all of a sudden, like Triple H, like immediately suspended him. No, no, he let he let him go. So there's the irony behind that. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not watching Matt Riddle in New Japan. I'm not watching him. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm not. At, at least I'm not about I'm, to sit up here and watch Matt Riddle matches. Our, New Japan's next show is New Year Dash. 
the fuck <laughs> is it their version of New Year's Revolution? Like, like you know, like nah, come on, bro, I'm not watching that. Matt Riddle versus the um new TV champion who we will not mention yet. Jesus Christ, don't get uh, me started. Whoa, 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 whoa! Don't get me started. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, we'll get to that. I'll probably have to clarify that. Um. Yeah, um, some better news in New Japan. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi is the new president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that's wonderful to see um, that he's now the president of New Japan. And uh, apparently Okada had something to do with it because he didn't like the previous president. So um, I think that he had a role to play in that. But nonetheless, I'm glad that uh tanahashi has got this massive opportunity to to become the new president of new japan so but i don't know what type of powers the president of new japan has do do they like are they like in charge of the booking or something you know like triple h or tony khan um th that's why i want to know kind of um the the powers that uh you know the new japan president would have so uh yeah but other than that that congratulations to hiroshi tanahashi that is absolutely amazing to see ben what are your thoughts on this well hiroshi tanahashi is a perfect choice to be the president of new japan despite the fact he is a in-ring performer technically who is still contractually obligated to new japan um i would have him be booked in different ways instead of like um you know like abusing his power to like get matches because i don't want to see that it's already been done too many times in wrestling we don't need to see that yeah then something funny that happened um Speaking of abuse of power, uh, did you see the uh, Twitter rant that Tony Khan had? Oh, man. Uh, the USA Network Twitter account was trolling him. Um, that, that um, yeah, uh, Raw, I'm surprised because Raw, apparently Raw had like 2.1 million viewers. I'm like, damn. Like, I yeah. used to see them get That's like... Good. 1.7 million viewers that during like the pandemic and stuff so that's good to see that they've recovered like that but yeah i think they well were, yeah they were making fun of how um jinder mahal's promo against drew mcintyre was more had more better ratings than AEW dynamite or something and then um and then tony khan was like oh man like hook has it he's 28 and one and he's on a win streak and he gets a title shot and people are pissed online but then jinder mahal hasn't won a match all year and he gets a title shot where's the rage and i'm like oh my gosh you are the last person to talk about people deserving yeah. title shots oh yeah man. yeah yeah, that man is like legitimately the last person on earth who should ever talk about another man getting another title shot. First of all, may I add, 
that um, who has not gotten a title shot in the women's division this year? I genuinely want to know. Diamante has not gotten a championship match. Diamante is underrated. Nobody talks about Diamante in that women's division now. She has not gotten one title shot. One. Not even a TBS title shot. And if she did, she fucking lost in five fucking minutes, Tony Khan. How do you book this shit? How can you sleep at night? Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, and then Jinder replied and said, Who the F is Hook? Who the fuck is Hook? <laughs> oh, I, I've been asking that question for two years now but at the same time I respect him I didn't say like I don't respect him I do respect him I think I think Hook is a great performer he, he has a great character but at the same time like this is kind of unwarranted like look Hook versus Samoa Joe is happening on Dynamite Next week, I don't know why, but at the same time, like people are supposed to care about this. Hook has not wrestled any legit guys, and the only loss that he has was against Jungle Boy, and that was it. Mm. Oh yeah, well, I guess that's everything that happened uh, since we lost. Recording the episode of Rope Break, and um, yeah, now we can finally get on to the meat of the matter, which is New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom 18. This took place on Thursday, the 4th of January, 2024, in the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, we have Walker Stewart, Chris Charlton, and um, as a guest, Rocky Romero was also on commentary for a, a few matches, I think. And now in the first match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship, Bullet Club War Dogs, a champion consisting of Clark Collars and Clark Connors and Driller Maloney, who apparently Ben doesn't like, versus He's still employed in New Japan. I hate this man. Get this man out of here. Driller Maloney. Goon. Go ahead. You know, versus the Super Junior Tag Team Tag League winners, Catch 2-2, consisting of TJP and Francesco Akira. Um, apparently, um, TJP was having his alter ego, the Oswang, and, you know, it's supposed to be a more, you know, lunatic, psycho, crazy gimmick that he's got. No way, he's more violent than usual. Um, they jumped each other before the bell. Fifty dollars each. Man, we gotta stop these jump starts in New Japan. Um, uh, Catch Two Two hits Bleeding Tower. They hit some type of Shadow Machine move. Uh, and as I, as I mentioned there, TJP was wearing a reptile mask. He does a spinning back kick. Um. Uh, she he gets thrown onto ringside. Almost said she. Uh, Driller Maloney pulls TJP off the apron. War Dogs do a double team on TJP at ringside. Um, Clark beats him up at ringside, and I'm like, "What, Rev? What is going on here? What's why is why is there no DQs being given here? I know there's a twenty count, but damn, man." Get some order in these matches. Um, Driller Maloney and Francesco get in the ring. 
Um, and I'm like, are they even legal? Uh, Driller Maloney hits a back elbow. Um, he throws some chops. He does some punches in the corner. Clark Connors makes a tag. He suplexes Francesco. Does an elbow drop for a two count. Does some mock slaps. He absorbs some chops. He drives Francesco into the corner. Driller Maloney makes a tag. Does a chop. Francesco does a comeback. Uh, he TJP makes a lukewarm tag. He hangs Driller in the tree of woe. Francesco does a baseball slide drop kick. And then uh, TJP did a double foot stomp where the guy um, is holding onto the ropes like. And then the guy double foot stomps him. Uh, he did that. Catch 2 2 win for their finish, but then War Dogs fended them off. Clark Connors did a brain buster. Driller, Driller Maloney hit the Driller Killer. He went for the pin, but then TJP grabbed the ref's hand as he was about to count three. I've never seen that before. That was interesting. Um, War Dogs do high low. Um, Clark Connors spears Francesco through the ropes. Driller pins TJP for a near fall. TJP bites Driller Maloney. And um, then Driller was choking the ref. And I was like, this man put his hands on the ref. And there's no DQ. $200 fine for Driller Maloney. Francesco. No, maybe 300 Never mind that shit. No, no, no. 300 300 No, hell no. Referee didn't DQ him either? DQ. No, hell no. That's... $300 fine. Drill Maloney. Oh, okay. Okay, then. $300 no. fine for Drill Maloney. Uh, Francesco does a Spanish fly on Clark Connors. Does a moonsault on Clark Connors at ringside. Then TJ spit Drill Maloney's own blood at him. Uh, oh, man. Ah. Uh, uh, I'm about to add another fine for that shit. You spitting blood at him. I'm about to add another fine. I'm about to add another fine. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay, then. Um, he hits a straight jacket DDT. Um, catch 2-2 two, two, hits a 2 by 2 which is a, basically a double psycho knee to become three-time junior heavyweight tag team champions. Good for them. This match was aside. <laughs> Um, even though Ben has his problem, which he will speak on a little bit later, but for this match, I gave Rasen a six and Logic a three. Ben, what did you think about this match? Okay, this was the right. This okay. The reason why I have a problem with this match is because obviously Driller Maloney grabbing the fucking referee for no reason at all, and then you know the referee not disqualifying like the referee not even getting physical with Drill Maloney. I don't know what the hell was going on. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, Drill Maloney, you're getting fine, bro. Nah, nah, nah. Just, no, 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 no. Don't try to make no excuse. Don't try to don't try to sugarcoat it. You, we saw what happened. We know what happened. You grab the referee like this and then try to justify it. No, bro, no. No, 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 no. But um, other than that, this match was fine for me. And um, I don't believe Clark Connors should have really lost this match, considering Clark Connors is really progressing as a character and as a wrestler. He's a damn good wrestler. It's just that the fact that he is with Driller Maloney, 
Like this guy, like this guy, could, like Clark Connors couldn't be with anybody else. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, he couldn't be with Gabriel Kidd. He couldn't be with um, McLaughlin or something like that. Like he couldn't be with them. But um, who am I to, who am I to, um, who am I to try to make up a tag team and stuff like that? Who am I? You know, I'm not, I'm not head booker at this. So um, I'll give wrestling probably a seven, maybe no, no, no. If I gave this a seven, a little bit too generous. I'm gonna give it a six. Logic, probably a five. That's a that's a good that's a good number. So wrestling six, logic five. Okay then. It was fine. Uh, the next match for the New Japan World Television Championship, Zack Saber Jr. the champion versus New Japan President Hiroshi Tanahashi. It says on uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s Titantron, all the guys that he beat and retained that title against. Um, it's got Ishii there. It's got Clark Connors. It's got Blake Christian. It's got Shota Umino there. Tom Lawler. Jeff Cobb. We watched that match. AR Fox. Rocky Romero. Action Andretti. <laughs> um, Jeff Cobb again. Christopher Daniels. Metalik. Rio Hey, I can't I couldn't see his last name though. Um Satoshi Kojima and the guy named Bolton and Mike Bailey. We also watched that match, but uh I actually kinda went a bit too hard on Mike Bailey, so I, I apologize for that. Um even though uh, I wasn't that impressed with him, I think I went a bit too hard on him. Uh so yeah. Um they started the match. Uh, oh, what? How's that sus? How's that? Hey, sus? yo, you went a little too hard on him. What? 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 How's that Jesus. sus? That's okay, oh, man. That's I'll, I'll rephrase it, man. I, I was, <laughs> I was too harsh on him. How about that? Is okay, that thank you. Jesus. I was too harsh Good on Lord. him. Um, they, back to this match they started the match they had some technical wrestling Tanahashi did a neck breaker um, which uh, he which they called the twisted shao he did another one and another one he did a sling blade for a two count he wanted to finish this as quick as possible for which Ben would have probably given this a zero rating <laughs> um, he hits high fly flow. Um, he does a frog splash, but then Zack Sabre Jr. had his knees up. Zack Sabre Jr. went for the pin and got in near four. He yelled at the ref. Tana caught a PK. He did a drop toe hold. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. escaped the cloverleaf. He put in the triangle. Tanahashi switched to the crab. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. escaped and put in a cross-arm breaker. He switched to the triangle, and then he s kept switching submissions. Tanahashi got a rope break. He did a low drop kick to Zack Sabre Jr.'s knee. Zack Sabre Jr. put in an abdominal stretch. Tanahashi escaped and put in an abdominal stretch of his own. He went for the pin, got a two-count. Zack Sabre Jr. did a cross-arm, put in a cross-arm breaker. Tanahashi got a pin escape. They exchanged blows. 
Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. escaped a dragon suplex. He went for the pin and got a near fall. Tanahashi did a O'Connor pin with a bridge for a two count. Zack Sabre Jr. put in a sleeper, but then uh, um, Tanahashi got a pin escape. Zack Sabre Jr. still had it after that. Then he switched to the octopus. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. no no sold the dragon screw. $100 fine for that. And then he did two neck twists and did a nasty PK. Tanahashi counted as Zack Sabre Jr.'s uh, Zack driver with a two, with a pin and got a two count. My bad. Um, he went, they, uh, you know, did some pin, back-to-back pin attempts. And then Tanahashi finally pinned Zack Sabre Jr. to become the new New Japan World Television Champion. I thought this was kind of a goofy finish, but it was a hide. Um, but okay, I'm happy for Tanahashi. And then Zack Sabre Jr. handed um, Tanahashi the belt. Um, yeah, and Tanahashi grabbed a mic uh, and Chris Charlton translated because uh, Tanahashi was obviously speaking in Japanese. Um, and then he says, I'm finally a singles champ. And happy new year. I know you've all you've all heard it before, but Tanahashi is president. I hope you guys all show support not only to me but to all of New Japan going forward. I thought this was a decent match for what it was, and I gave Rasen a seven and logic a four. What did you think about this spin? Um for me, I thought this match was okay. I feel like Hiroshi Tanahashi had a little bit too much offense for Zack Sabre Jr., though. I don't know. Maybe this is a little bit of a nitpick, but I don't feel like Hiroshi Tanahashi should have had, like, a lot of offense, especially, like, at the beginning of the match against Zack Sabre Jr. Unless, like, Zack Sabre Jr. was already going to lose the belt, then I would have understood because this came out of nowhere. I thought this match was going to go 12, 13, but no, this match went nine minutes. And I'm like, what? Hiroshi Tanahashi making Zack Sabre Jr. look like a normal guy in the ring? What? What is going on here? Like, I was a little bit confused. I was like, did, Ta- did Tanahashi book himself to win the TV title on this show? I was actually going to ask that in my notes, but I was like, you know what? Uh, maybe, I don't th- maybe I don't think so. I think... Zack Sabre Jr. has had a great run with the TV title, so they're deciding to move on with something that's a little bit more interesting with Tanahashi now being TV champion and um, defending the belt uh, you know, almost pretty much every week because he's going to defend it at New Year's Dash against uh, Riddle. So um, I'm trying to figure out, like, what is it going to... What is it going to do for Tanahashi? I don't want the TV title to... Like, be irrelevant because of Hiroshi Tanahashi. Former world champion Hiroshi Tanahashi, I may add. So, I'll see where this is goes. I'll give it time. But other than that, I'll give this match a, another six. And Logic, I'll give it a five. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, now let's go to the next match. Um, Yoda Suji versus Yuya Uemura. Ben, I'll give you the honor of reviewing this match. All right, I'm going to set up um, what happened between Yuya Mora and um, 
Yoda Suji. So Yoda Suji has been um he's been he's been trying to um basically he's been trying to beat up um Yuya Amora. Yuya Amora is low key becoming one of the best New Japan guys that they have. Like his character like is very is very similar to um a couple of other guys that are in WWE pretty much. But I will say this, Yuya Amora is a damn good wrestler. He's a damn good wrestler. He's awesome. He was great on this show. So um, if I can pull up what happened in that match, give me a second. Uh, I believe, I know I took notes for this match. Let me find this thing. Okay, let's see. No, I took notes for this show. I know I, t- I, know I did. Hold on. So I remember Yoda Suji having offense on Yuya Amora, but I did not write down what actually, like, one move that he did, so I'm gonna do that right now. That is if I can find it. <laughs> okay, we're gonna give Ben some time to find his notes real quick. Um, yeah, if they could load or he could find them wherever they are, and yeah, uh, we'll just okay, wait. found it. There we go, found yeah, it, okay. found it. There, there we go, found it. So the story is that Yuya Amora just returned from excursion, and um, he he because remember um, he got excursion because of um, because of just five guys pretty much, and um, you know he he kind of got screwed out of the company pretty much. So there you go. Um, anyway, um, y- Yoda Suji beat he beat up Yuya Amora forever, <laughs> forever he beat him up. Like Yuya Yuya Amora had like three minutes of office in this entire damn match, and then Yuya Amora did a comeback, and then he had a dragon suplex, and then um he began to hit a couple of other moves, which I also did not write down. I was just watching the match. I was just trying to see how things were, and then Yuya Amora hits his finisher called the Dead Boat. Um, he wins against Yoda Suji. One, two, three, the match went 11 minutes. Uh, this was decent. I'll be honest. I was like, uh, y'all could have booked this a whole lot better, New Japan. Y'all could have booked this a whole lot better. Like, Yoda Suji was not going to win this match. But um, I will say this. Yuya more deserved to win more than Yoda Suji. So I will say this. This was decent for what it was. But um, long story short, the uh, papal crumbled in the middle. Let's just say that. <laughs> like, you know, when you have a, a piece of paper and then, you know, you try to throw it away. So the papal kind of like crumbles in the middle. And then all of a sudden when you pull it back like this way and then like, mm. nah, that's what this match was for me. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. I'll give this, I give this match a five. I give this match a five logic. I'll give it a five. Yeah. I have a similar rating. Um, uh, this was a very textbook match by the book. Nothing crazy, nothing out of the box. Um, good for Yuya that he won this match. I guess the people were behind him. Um, I gave Rasen a five and Logic a four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And then, match. and then this next match. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, Get this boy. shit off my TV. Tag team match. Evil 
I'll go this. Evil and Ren Melina, the House of Torture, versus Kaito Kayamiya and Shota Umino. House of Torture kept getting involved. Um, Dick Togo, Pauls, that's his name. This man was um interfering every fucking two minutes, two or three minutes. Referee did nothing. Referee never disqualified House of Torture. Never, referee never did anything about it. This, these referees in New Japan are on my last goddamn nerve. I cannot stand House of Torture interfering in almost every single goddamn match. I need to know why do the House of Torture need to interfere in almost every match? They don't need to do this stuff. They were interfering almost every minute of the match. Like, referee didn't do nothing about it. Like, seriously. Like, what, what was the whole point of this match? I genuinely want to know. And I like Shota Umino, but man, I'm going to yeah. have to give this match a no rating. No rating for this shit. This sucks. Ray Maria used a foreign object. He had, against, he had to cheat against Shota Umino. No. Get off my television. No. This sucks. Matter of fact, since I'm already pissed off, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm already pissed off. This entire match is getting a no rating. Evil and Ren Marita, $500 fines. And Dick Togo, too, $500 fine. Holy fuck, this match sucked. This sucked. Let me write this down. This sucked. I can't defend this. This this was awful. Oh man, some hefty fines. Jesus. Oh boy. The entire house of torture getting fined. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, Go ahead. Uh let me change this real quick. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh yeah, yeah. The, and uh, the fact that they they jump started this match too, so did an an additional hundred dollar fine um, for House of Torture. Um, so that's six hundred dollars each for them. And um, like really, uh, what is what the hell is going on in this match? So I'm also gonna have to, to give this a zero. Um, oh man, this was awful. Um, but on to a better match for the never open weight championship. Shingo Takagi, the champion versus Tama Tonga. Uh, ben, I'm going to give you the honor of reviewing this match as well. Well, if you well, um, to keep you guys up to date, um, what why is this match happening? Um, at Lone Star Shootout, uh, Shingo Takagi beat Trent Beretta to retain the belt. Afterwards, uh, Shingo Takagi called out anyone. He had an open challenge for the belt, and uh, Tama Tonga came out, and the match will happen at Wrestle Kingdom. So that's why this match is here. Yeah. Um, Tama Tonga has been um, doing some single stuff as of late, which which has been pretty good for the most part for Tama Tonga. So I'm glad Tama Tonga is getting the, um, you know, the kind of respect that he deserves. Obviously, you know, this this match was really, really good. This was a great match. Like, I'll just be completely honest. Like, there is no way that Tama Tonga and Shingo Takagi should have had any other of a great match other than on this show. Like, this match was so good. Um, I'm going to go over this match right now, if I can 
once again, pull up my notes because there's no way. I was just watching the match. <laughs> I'll just be honest, y'all. I was just watching the match just like, I was like, oh, and then I said, I was like, oh, shit, this match is really good. <laughs> I was just watching. So um, let me find it. Okay. We uh, let's see. There we go. There we go. All right. We got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, anyway, at one point, um, Tama Tonga hit a clothesline on Shingo Takagi. Uh, Shingo Takagi uh, kept beating up um, Tama Tonga with some moves. He uh, did a cross body at one point, which was cool. And then Tama Tonga comes back with... Um, God dang it. He came back with a, um, a another cross body, so he's starting to, you know, fly all over the place. So... That both men exchange chops. Both men exchange strikes with each other. Um, Tama Tonga was um, going for his move, but instead he got countered by Shingo Takagi. And then Shingo Takagi um, pretty much, pretty much, you know, just kept fighting. They just kept, they beat the hell out of each other in this match. And it was great. Like, they were really going to do some stuff in this match that I've never really seen before. And then Kingo Takagi um, goes for his finisher, the last of the dragon and Kingo Takagi in a great match on this show retains the never open weight championship and um, Kingo Takagi still your never open weight champion. And rightfully so this man shall not lose any matches in 2024. This man is way too good. To be losing matches. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure Tama Tonga won the belt. What happened? Oh, he got countered? Yeah, yeah. Tama Tonga won the belt. I saw it. That's right. I, mean, I forgot. I was watching. I was so interested in the finish of the match. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> my bad. Holy shit, my bad. Um... Anyway, yes, yeah, Tama Tonga, you're yourself a open, strong, never overweight champion. Sorry, my, my brain's still cloudy. I woke up like an hour ago, everybody. But um, at the end of the day, I'm glad Tama Tonga finally gets the belt back. He was actually never overweight champion before this. So yeah. this is interesting. But, yeah, I'm glad he's champion, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, I'll give this match a 7. Logic, I'll give it a 5. Yeah, this this was a really good match too. I also thought this was a good match, and the crowd really liked it. Um, and yeah, good on Tomatonga for winning the Never Open Way Championship. Hopefully, he'll be a good champion going forward in twenty twenty four. And yeah, uh, thank you Ben for that. Now, uh, a match that I did take notes for, um, for the New Japan Strong Open Weight and IWGP Tag Team Championship. Winner takes all match. Uh, Bishamon, the IWGP Tag Team Championship champions, consisting of Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto versus the Gorillas of Destiny, the New Japan Strong Tag Team champions, consisting of El Fantasmo and Hikuleo. Um, both teams showed respect for once they didn't jumpstart this match. Yoshihashi and ELP started the match. They locked up. They had a one-two exchange. ELP did a drop kick. He did a chop. Goto made a tag. Bishamon did a double shoulder tackle. Goto arm drag Yoshihashi onto ELP. Hikuleo 
came to ELP's aid with a double with this by suplexing both um Yoshihashi and Goto. Um ELP did a jumping back elbow to Yoshihashi in the corner. Uh, Hikuleo did a swinging drop on Yoshihashi and then ELP did a elbow drop. Goto tried to fight off G.O.D. but then they were too strong. Um, Hikuleo did a DDT on Goto. G.O.D. high-fived each other. Um, they set up sudden death but then uh, Yoshihashi grabbed ELP's leg. Goto uh, drove Hikuleo into ELP, did a spinning heel kick on G.O.D. He did a Saito suplex on ELP. Uh, Yoshihashi made a tag. He chopped ELP in the corner. He did another chop. He did a kick to the midsection. Um, ELP escaped a swinging neck breaker. Bishamon hit headhunter on elp uh, which is basically when goto does a russian leg sweep and then uh yoshihashi does a jumping neck breaker um they do that simultaneously on the guy uh yoshihashi goes for a pin but then hikuleo made the save bishamon both suplex hikuleo elp hit an avalanche hurricane runner he avalanche hurricane runner goto into yoshihashi Hikuleo made a hot tag. ELP tagged back in. Yoshihashi reversed a sudden death. Um, ELP accidentally hit sudden death on Hikuleo again. Because I think they did this at Lone Star Shootout uh, with the West Coast Wrecking Crew. ELP accidentally sudden death one of um, the West Coast, West Coast Wrecking Crew. Uh, so yeah, that's why I said again. Yoshihashi did a dragon suplex on ELP. Goto made a tag. He did a clothesline on ELP. He did a double team. They did a double team on ELP. Goto went for the pin, got a two count. ELP reversed Shoto, which is their finish. Um, Goto put um, ELP in the fireman's carry. Yoshihashi super kicked him again. Bishamon hits Shoto for a near fall because of Hikuleo having broken up the pin. Hikuleo went for a godsend, which is a, a choke slam. He was gonna choke slam both of Bishamon, but then both Bishamon escaped and they clothesline Hikuleo out the ring. Goto went for an assisted power bomb, but then um ELP uh, escaped with a hurricane runner. Hikuleo made a tag. Uh, Hikuleo absorbed Goto's chop. He chopped him back. ELP did a dive on Yoshihashi. Uh, Goto did a Ushigoroshi on Hikuleo, which got a near fall. ELP finally hit the sudden death on Goto. He hit a moonsault on Yoshihashi at ringside. Hikuleo did a godsend on Goto. ELP hit Super Thunder Kiss 86, which is like um, where um, Hikuleo holds him up as he's climbing up onto the top rope. Then he does a flash, uh, no flash, splash, frog splash onto the guy. And that's basically what they did. Hikuleo went for the pin, got a near fall. ELP hit CR3, but then I heard CR2 from the commentary, so I wasn't sure. Then he hit a pile drive. 
Um, that's basically a pile driver. He hit that on Goto. And then Hikuleo hit Super Thunder Kiss 86 for the win. And now G.O.D. are the are double champs. And congratulations to them. They helped up Bishamon and showed respect to them. This was a pretty good match. I'm going to give Rasen a 7.5 and Logic a 7. What do you think about this match, Ben? We interrupt this episode of Rope Break to advertise lots of radio certified bangers. A roller coaster of music consisting of drum and bass. Indie and folk. R&B and soul. Soundtracks and classical music. Anything that comes to Khabu's mind. Catch certified bangers on Sunday afternoons on Spotify and Monday evenings on Rainbow Radio Wales. Back to your regular scheduled programming. This match was pretty good too. This was another good match. Uh, oh, by the way, I apologize if I misconstrued. Um, if I didn't say Tomatonga won the Never Overweight Championship, I'm sorry. Listen, I like Tomatonga. I didn't know he, he actually won until Cobble really actually just mentioned the match to me. So I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, I do agree that um, this was the right decision. Um, Hikaleo is slowly starting to. You know, he's getting better in the ring. He's slowly starting to get better. And I appreciate it. I've always, I have always have said on this show, I like Hikaleo. I like his character. I like him as a performer. I've always have been a fan of Hikaleo. And it, this is no exception. He put on a good match with these guys. You know, Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi are going to, you know, they're going to go away. You know, they need to heal up and stuff like that. But, hey, this was the right decision. I'm not mad at this. At all, this was a, a great match on this show. For, in my honest opinion, I'll give this match a seven, and Logic, I'll give it a six. This was a really good match on this show. They could have had a little bit more time, though. A lot of people were complaining about you know this match going nine minutes. Like this wasn't like their their World Tag League final match, which I have not seen yet. But I will mention this: this was a damn good match. And also, by the way, um, in the beginning of the match. Nick Nemeth was uh, at yeah, ringside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Formerly oh, no. named Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, he was there. He was there. Oh. With his brother. With yeah, his brother. His brother, Ryan Nemeth, was also there. That's very interesting. We're actually going to mention that a bit later. Um, but yeah, that he was there. He was there. I just mentioned it now. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Um, 
Next match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Hiromu Takahashi, the champion, versus El Desperado. Um, ben, I'm going to give you the honor of reviewing this match. All right. Now I have notes for this match because this match was the be- probably the third best thing on this entire show. This match was excellent. Um, all right. Here we go. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus El Desperado for the uh... Junior Heavyweight Championship. Hiromu Takahashi. I said Hiromu. No, you said Hiroshi Tanahashi. Did I say Hiromu or Hiroshi? You said Hiroshi Tanahashi. Hiromu Takahashi. (laughs) Are you serious? I thought I said Hiromu. I said Hiromu. You said Hiroshi Tanahashi. Anyway, El Desperado was getting cheered. Okay, I'll call him him Time Bomb. Give me a break here. Okay. All right. El Desperado versus Time Bomb, Takahashi. Okay? I said Takahashi. El Desperado dove onto Takahashi. And um, El Desperado was getting cheered by the New Japan crowd. Time Bomb was still wearing his jacket at ringside, so El Desperado got a head start on him, so I'm going to have to give yeah, him a $100 yeah, $200 fine. $200 fine for that. That's, I, I hate when they do that. Sorry, El, sorry, El Desperado. You know I like you, but uh, you got to get fined on that one. Um, anyway, time bomb. He battled back, and he drop-kicked El Desperado all over the barricade, which was cool. Um, back into the ring, El Desperado used a stretch muffler, uh, focusing on the leg of Time Bomb, and then other moves to target um, his left knee throughout the match. So pretty much he was focusing on the knee. So um, anyway, um, at one point, Time Bomb kind of hit him like right, like right in the left eye, and then like... Um, El Desperado was selling that, so apparently El Desperado was kind of blinded for a little bit, but he eventually got back into control, and then he slammed Time Bomb to the mat from the middle rope, which was cool. Um, Both men were laid down selling. They come back holding their neck, and then El Desperado comes back with some elbow strikes. He hits um, a couple of forearms as well. Um, time bomb ducked a punch and then he threw multiple super kicks, which I was going to find him for that. But at the end of the day, I was like, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. He hit like what? Four, four or five super kicks in this entire thing. And then Elder Sprout hit a Larry. <laughs> oh, Josh. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Listen, Josh, this is New Japan. This is not This is not AEW. Thank God. Jesus Christ. Don't get me started. <laughs> anyway, Eldus brought a hit a lariat, and then he got a near fall because of the lariat. And then at the end of the match, Eldus Barato hit the J-Driller. Um, apparently, he hit a double underhook pile driver, and then he hit the his finisher, the Pinche Loco, which is basically... A lifting, and then he slams, he lifts him up by his arms, and then he slams him down, pretty much. And El Desperado beats Hiromu Takahashi clean as a whistle on this show. And this match was excellent. I thought this match was really, really good. And I think El Desperado winning the belt was the right decision, and that El Desperado needs to get some respect from now on. This man 
It's way too good. He has a great gimmick. People like him now. And all of a sudden now he's a great wrestler. And I can't deny this at all. I like El Desperado now. Like his character is pretty much this this guitar, you know, the Spanish kind of guy, which is great and all, you know, no problem. But hey, I'm glad New Japan made the right decision. El Desperado, your new IWGP junior heavyweight champion. I gave this match an eight. Logic, I gave it a seven. Ah, okay. Yeah, um, this good for El Desperado. I guess he deserved to win this belt. Um, I'm not, uh, I wasn't as excited for this match as you, Ben, uh, but uh, I still gave this match Rastin a 6.5 and Logic a 5. Thank you for that, Ben. Now, um, I will review the next match. Oh, man, this next match. Oh, boy. Woo! Oh, for the newly made IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship, Will Ospreay, the champion, versus John Moxley, who's from AEW, versus David Finley. They started the match. They all duked it out. Will Ospreay and Moxley both chopped Finley in the corner. Finley retreated to ringside. Ospreay gave um, Finley a boot at ringside. Dave mounted balls first onto the barricade. Um, Mox did a lariat on Finley off the barricade. They fought in the crowd. Moxley set up the table at ringside. Uh, Moxley and Osprey both power bombed Finley through the table. Moxley and um, Osprey got back in the ring, and honestly. I got to give y'all a fine for that $300 fine each for that crowd fight. That was not necessary. No, no DQs from the ref. Nothing. Osprey. And wait, wait, wait. Mo Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's a three-way match. What do you mean? No DQ. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 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 oh. I always forget that. I always forget that, man. Oh, I always forget that triple threat. Any, have no come on, man. They can find the crowd. It's a three-way match. There's no DQ in this. At least New Japan booked it that way. Thank God, because AEW normally would have no would have DQs in certain one-on-one -on -one matches anyway. So. Oh. Uh. My bad, my bad. It's just like when I, when I um, when I tried to nominate Jessica Carr for worst referee, even though it was a triple threat match and there was no DQ. Um, and yeah, that was my bad for that, and my bad for this as well. Cause yeah, uh, my bad. It's alright. Uh, Osprey cool. and Moxley had a one-two exchange in the ring. Um, Osprey did a big boot. They exchanged back suplexes they both clotheslined each other moxley countered a hand hand handspring corkscrew kick with a german suplex did a pk through some punches in the corner he raked osprey's back osprey did a corner kick mosprey mosprey um, <laughs> moxley countered a oz cutter with a bulldog choke he hit a sleeper suplex 
Osprey did a Spanish fly. Moxley no sold it and went to the armbar. Unfortunately, I'm I'm gonna have to give y'all. I'm gonna have to give Moxley a fine for that hundred dollar fine for that no sell. He switches to the triangle. Osprey escapes with a buckle bomb. Moxley no sold that, and you know what? For that, I gave another Moxley fine. another two hundred dollar fine for that no sell. Osprey. <laughs> Osprey reversed a Death Rider. Moxley reversed a Stormbreaker. Finley threw Moxley into the ring post. Osprey uh, escaped Finley's power bomb on the apron. Osprey did a hook kick. He went for Ozcutter. Then uh, Finley counted with a Shillelagh assisted neck breaker. Moxley was nice. busted open, and he and Finley got back in the ring. Moxley had a cutter on Finley. Finley threw Moxley into the corner. He went after the cut, but then the ref pulled him away. He got some heat on Moxley. Moxley hit an X-Plex. Uh, Osprey did a big yep. boot on Moxley. Moxley. I said Moxley. I thought I said his name wrong. Moxley hit a forearm. Osprey flipped over and did an enziguri. That was cool. He did a handspring corkscrew kick on both Moxley and Finley. Uh, he did a running elbow on Finley in the corner. He charged at Moxley in the other corner but missed. He kicked Moxley, used him as a stool to give Finley a back elbow. He chopped Moxley. Osprey and Moxley did a leapfrog, but then um, Moxley did a dive on Finley. Osprey did a moonsault on uh, Finley and Moxley at ringside. I thought it was going to do a, a Sky Twister press. Even Chris Charlton thought he was going to do a Sky Twister press, but he ended up doing a moonsault. Um, Moxley counted a phenomenal forearm with an anti-air forearm, knocked him out in midair. That was cool. Moxley hit a death rider on Osprey for a two count. He put in a bull, bulldog choke, did some hammer and anvils. Um, he went back to the bulldog. Moxley bit Osprey. Osprey went for Stormbreaker, but then Moxley escaped with a backdrop. But then Osprey was holding on to Moxley's legs. Um, Moxley did a power driver on Finley on top of Osprey. He went for the pin on Osprey and got a two count. He threw chairs into the ring. He set he set two of them up, uh, facing outwards, so that the uh, um, the spine of the chairs could go like this, so that you could power bomb the guy uh, on straight onto that spiky, you know, chair formation. Um, he Finley hit a Uranagi on Moxie onto those chairs. Uh, he hit a dominator on Osprey on top of Moxley. Got a one count, $200 fine for Moxley. Um, he whacks Osprey with the chair. Osprey did a forearm on uh, Finley. He absorbed Finley's uppercut. Finley counted a boot with a discus forearm. That was nice. He counted a, Osprey counted a suplex with a stunner. And that was very cool. Uh, Finley hit a Urinagi backbreaker. He did a Urinagi, but then slammed him on his knee, and that was nice. 
And then Moxie out of nowhere just absolutely batters Finley with a running knee. Osprey counted a lariat with a stormbreaker. Moxie counted a stormbreaker with a death rider. Osprey no sold and hit the hidden blade. Two hundred dollar fine for for Osprey. Um, they uh Finley went for the pin on Moxley. Got in near four. He kicked Osprey. He did a Ushigoroshi on Moxley, which they called into oblivion. Um, yep. Will Osprey did a hidden blade on Finley. Finley went for the pin on Moxley. Got a near four. Moxley pinned him back. Got a two count. Osprey and Moxley did a kneeling one to exchange. They absorbed um, Finley's forearms. Uh, Finley flipped both of them off. Um, and then they both forearmed Finley. Osprey went for an assisted hidden blade, but then Bullet Club interfered. And then Coughlin was giving Moxley the worst punches, the weakest punches I'd ever seen in my life. And then Gabe Kid was taking our tables. Coughlin was choking Moxley. Gabe Kid put in a sleeper on Moxley. Then Coughlin was throwing some punches. Bullet Club War Goons went for their team move, but then Moxley fought them off. Uh, Osprey did an avalanche Ozcutter on Coughlin. That was cool. He did a Sky Twister press on the War Goons through the tables, kind of, because um, um, cause Gabe Kid was sitting. He, he, he didn't... Go, the table kind of broke but in the middle and then um and then uh i don't know if it was coughlin or it was gabe kid but he was sitting in the inside the table like this like he was in the bath or something it was so funny and then um chris charlton on commentary said he is the table and that was a very cool botchamania reference man i hope that's on botchamania oh man that was great um Dave um, Finley went for the low. He hit the low blow on Moxley. Got a two count, $250 fine for Finley. Because any kind of cheat, that should be the finish. Um, Moxley hit a two death riders on Finley. Um, Osprey did a hidden blade on Moxley. Got a one count. He hit a storm breaker on Moxley. And... Finley hit into oblivion on Osprey for a near fall. He tied up Osprey's legs and then smashed into he smashed his knee into the back of Osprey's neck. That looked nasty. He hit a modified GTS. He held him in um, the vertical suplex uh, position, then then slammed him down uh, face first onto his knee as if he he was doing a GTS. Then he pinned him to become the new IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship. And congrats to David Finley. He deserves it. This was a fantastic match. Wow. Um, and then as Ben mentioned earlier, Nick Nemeth, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler, was in the crowd. And then they actually fought. And I was like, oh, is this, the, is this uh, Finley's first challenger? And that's very interesting that Dolph Ziggler is in New Japan now. 
So uh, I just hope he can do some really good stuff. I'm sure he will. No, he's still very good in the ring. And yeah, this was a very good match. I gave Rasen an 8.5 and Logic a 4. Ben, what did you think about this match? I think this match was really good, too. Um, despite the no-selling, despite that, yeah. there was a lot of, there was a couple of times, despite that. Um, I thought, I thought Osprey was going to win this match. Because remember, Osprey deserved, I think Osprey kind of deserved it more than Finley. But I'm glad they went the right decision. I've been saying David Finley has been booked awfully. I've I've been saying that. I'm on record saying this. And that David Finley is finally getting the credit he deserves. And, you know, he was losing all this time. So finally he gets a win here at Wrestle Kingdom. So we can start new again. Good. I am glad <laughs> David Finley. Go ahead. Uh, no, continue. Okay. Well, um, I thought this match was really good. And David Finley finally is getting, like, his flowers. And I've always have said, like, you know, David Finley's a tough Tough man, like a very tough man. Like, there is no way y'all cannot convince me that this man is a third generation wrestler and now, you know, the son of one of the greatest brawlers to ever exist in his his father, Fit Finley. And um the fact of the matter is this he deserved this championship. I think Osprey's gonna go to AEW for sure. Moxley's going to be in AEW regardless. So I think yeah. Osprey is going to go all the way with, to go into AEW. Yeah, that that's basically why he lost the belt. I was even predicting right, right, right. that he should lose the belt because he's going into um, AEW and he's going to see what he can do there. So it'll be no point if he was still holding the, the title going into his AEW run now. So that's why basically why Osprey lost the belt. Yeah, and that's true. But also, Tony Khan is not going to book Will Ospreay any kind of better than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> hey, no, 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 he's not. No, he's no, he not. ain't. Mm -mm. No, I give this match an eight. Logic, I'll give it a, a seven. Best I can give yeah. this match. This was a really good match. Uh, just give me a second. I'm just updating the fines real quick for at least the first match. Uh, so yeah, um, should be good on that front. Um, yeah, yes, we uh, are, and this next match as well was really good as well. <laughs> yeah, yo, oh, man. man, this match. Oh, 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 this next match. Um, the never open weight six man tag team champion, one third of them. Kazuchika Okada versus Brian Danielson. This is their second bout. Oh, man. They started the match. Okada was playing with Brian Danielson. They did technical wrestling. They had a one-two exchange. Um, he did a leapfrog. They did a leapfrog. Okada said, And um, he did a running back elbow. He did a jumping back elbow in the corner. He did a DDT for a two count. He went for the hammerlock. I think he was trying to go for the hammerlock. He had him like this, which I'm not really sure is a hammerlock, but I just said it was a hammerlock. Brian Danielson got a rope break. He did a snap mare. Uh, he did a baseball slide drop kick on D 
Danielson, uh, who was kicked out of the ring by that. Um, they fought in the crowd. Uh, Danielson did a psycho knee. I was like, why is there no count out here? This is a singles match. I know they've got a 20 count, but why is there no count out? Finally, they got back in the ring. Danielson put in a wrist lock. He yanked Okada's arm. He did forearms to the chest of Okada. Um, he did a northern light suplex with a bridge for a two count. He jumped on the left arm. He, he said, I'm going to break his arm. And then he does those Shinsuke-esque um, ramming knees into the side of, into the ribs. Uh, you know, that's what Shinsuke does in WWE. Um, he puts in the Fujiwara armbar, but then Okada got a rope break. He did some kicks. He did a drop kick, two drop kicks in the corner. Okada counted a third one with a boot. Brian Danielson counted an air raid crash with a yes kick. He charged at Okada. Okada picked him up and hit the air raid crash. Uh, Okada did a body slam. He climbed up the turnbuckle, but then Danielson knocked him down. Um, Danielson did some uppercuts, and then he did an avalanche butterfly suplex. And then from that, he went to the into the label lock, which was quite good, and the, there was quite a big reaction to that as well. Okada did, got a rope break. They fought on the apron. Okada did a tombstone pile driver on the apron. Then, then they laid down selling. Okada was doing mock kicks, which kind of confused me. Because isn't, isn't he a, supposed to be a baby face? And by the way, I forgot to mention, uh, at, in his entrance, he was wearing a a suit it was all white but then he st stood in front of this scanner and it actually scanned as it was scanning him it filled in all the colors of the art and that was very cool that was very very cool of his entrance uh so yeah i was kind of confused at that because he's meant to be a baby face and he also ripped off danielson's eye patch he grinded the boot against the bad eye. He did a drop kick here, which was nice. He did a body slam. He did an avalanche elbow drop, top rope elbow drop. He did. He posed for the money shot. Um, Danielson countered a rainmaker with a crucifix pin. He did yes kicks to the head, which was nasty. He did some hammer and anvils. Okada was starting to absorb them. He went for the landslide, but then Danielson escaped. Danielson hit a psycho knee for near fall. He put in the label lock. He put in the Fujiwara armbar with the leg. Um, and then the crowd was going crazy. And Danielson was like, Damn! Damn! And Okada got a rope break, and the uh, people reacted to that. Okada was stomping, my bad, Danielson was stomping Okada's eyes and neck. He went for the cross-arm breaker, but Okada escaped. He did the Rainmaker. They exchanged kicks. Okada did a German suplex. Um, and then uh, he, Danielson, whoa, whoa, what happened to Ben? 
uh i'll just continue you can as you can see josh is there uh he's recording for us uh danielson escaped the second one by kicking the bad arm he did a roundhouse kick to the head he missed a cycle knee uh did a discus forearm he finally hit the cycle knee he started yes chance and teased a second cycle knee he missed a cycle knee um and then okada hit landslide he missed a rainmaker um he missed again okada did a drop kick danielson absorbed it okada hit another landslide and then he hit rainmaker for the win this was a fantastic match oh man i gave rasen a nine and logic an eight and then after the match they bow they bowed to each other in respect and that was nice to see. Ben, what were your thoughts on this match? Listen, first of all, match of the night. Yeah. Match of the night. Not For even close. Sure. Not even close. For sure. Match of the night. Like, they went a pretty good time for uh, this match. This match, by the way, went, what, 23 minutes on this? I think this match, yeah, this match went 23. Like, this this was a really, really good match. Danielson focusing on the arm. Okada focusing on the eye. This was a really good match. And then, you know, you know, Okada using the other arm to hurt Brian Danielson. That was great. This entire thing was great. I love this match. Match of the night. I gave Rasslin nine. Logic, probably a seven. So I got a similar rating, but not exactly. But other than that, really, really good match. Um, I am glad Okada won over Brian Danielson. So they got a one-to-one now. Remember, because Danielson beat him at um, Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. Right. So they have one-and-one one against each other now. So the rubber match is coming. And you know it's coming. When? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, but that's something to look forward to. Oh, now the main event between um, for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Sanada, the champion, versus Tetsuya Naito, the G1 Climax winner. They started the right. match. They locked up. They had some technical wrestling. Uh, Tetsuya Naito spit at Sanada. He threw Sanada out the ring. Sanada got back in the ring. He threw Tetsuya Naito out the ring. Naito evaded a dive. Sanada invited him back into the ring. Naito beat down on Sanada. Sanada missed a top rope move. Naito hit a nasty hip toss. Um, I think Sanada landed on his neck with that. Um, he beat down some more on Sanada. He did an arm drag, a back elbow, and a baseball slide drop kick. He did a dropping back break into a submission. I'm not sure what it was, but Sonata got a rope break anyway. Naito did some kicks. Sonata threw some chops. Naito did pull in hammer and anvils. Uh, he missed a boot. Sonata did a baseball slide drop kick to the left knee. He hit a back suplex, which is nice. They laid down selling. Naito plucked the eyes of Sonata. They had a leapfrog sequence. Sonata did a drop kick. He Sonata did a, a plunge onto uh, onto the ringside. They got back in the ring. Sonata did a missile drop kick. 
He did a fire fireman's carry cutter for a two count, which I think is called the TKO. Um, then he put what? some kind of choke. Um, Naito got a rope break. Sonata did the weakest slam I've ever seen. He missed a moonsault. Um, he they were on the he was on the apron. Sonata, not Sonata, sorry, Naito swung on the, he jumped over the rope, swung on it, and did a drop kick to Sonata. That was cool. They laid down selling, they got back in the ring. Naito did an arm drag on Sonata, neck first on the knee. Um, yeah, that was pretty nasty. He did an avalanche Frankensteiner. Sonata hit a drop kick. He hit a rope assisted DDT. They laid down selling. Um, Sonata did a kip up. He did a poison runner. He did a shining wizard. He did the weak slam again. He did a moonsault, but then Naito had his knees up. Uh, Naito did a did some kicks and some pull in uh, and ha, some pull in ha, ha, bleh, 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 some pull in hammer and anvils. <laughs> Uh, they got on the top rope, and then he did a flipping cut of, of some kind. They called it something else, but I didn't catch it. He hit Destino. Sonata counted a second one with a TKO. He finally hit the moonsault. He did another one for a near fall. And then Naito hit a nasty German. He did a spine buster. Sonata blocked the Destino. Naito finally hit it. He did another one and it looked bad. And that got a two count. And then Sonata hit dead four. The crowd was going crazy as they were laying down selling. Sonata charged at Naito. Naito kicked him away. Naito blocked a rolling forearm with a slap. Then he hit an insiguri. Sonata did a rolling elbow. He hit Destino. Naito escaped the dead four. He did a spinning heel kick. He did a tornado DDT and the crowd went crazy. Sonata did a, uh, escaped a body slam. He went for the pin and got a near fall. He did a shining wizard and the crowd was still going crazy. Naito hit a dead fall. He hit a brain buster and then he hit Destino again to become the new IWGP world champion. And the crowd was clearly happy about that. And then, oh, man, uh, Ben, oh, man, Ben's not going to like this. The House of Torture attacked Naito. Evil grabbed a mic and Chris Charlton was translating. Evil said that I won't let you have your roll call since you are so against the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. How about I take it from you? And then Sonata cleared the house and he saved Naito. And uh, Naito grabbed the mic as Sonata was walking away, you know, um, disappointed that he lost the belt. Um, and he says to Sonata, as Chris Charlton was translating, I know we've had different paths, but I'm holding this mic because of you. Um, he said, Buenas noches, Tokyo Dome. He thanked the fans in Japan and around the world. He thanked them for creating the best moments for him. He says that LIJ supporters and fans will have an even better year. And he looks forward to what's to come. 
um, and what I'm looking forward to the most was something I wanted to have four years ago, and every one of you in the Tokyo Dome, um, and uh, is everybody ready for the biggest roll call of all time? And then he does his signature roll call. He celebrates and he leaves the ring. And this was a very good match to end the show. I gave Rasen an 8.5. Matter of fact, I'll give it Rasen a 9 and Logic a 7. What did you think about this match, Ben? And what did you think about the show? Uh, For this match, I thought this match was a pretty good match. But even though it took three Destinos to beat Sonata, it took three of them. Like... Uh, I know this is normally like this is new, like this is a new Japan thing. Don't get me wrong, but if this was anything WWE AEW related, we would have probably complained about that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, for sure. But other than that, um, I'm glad Tetsuya Naito got his moment. I'm glad that he's finally getting a title run, and hopefully his title run is better than the last title run that he had, where like. He had to beat a uh, beat up Kota Ibushi to be like to be world champion. So, um, I do agree with how Tetsuya Naito was going to win this match, and that you know he deserved this moment more than anybody. You know, he's eventually will retire. You know, he you kind of see him getting a little bit older now, but I do see like something happening with um, you know. Him and Evil having that match again, and I already do not want to see that match. <laughs> I already don't want to see this match. Yeah. Tetsuya Naito versus Evil for the world. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Get it off my television. I don't want to see it. Mm-mm. I don't care if they have it at New Year's Dash. I don't care if they have it at fucking AEW Dynamite. I'm not watching this match. I refuse. No. It was bad the first time. It's bad. It's going to be bad the next time. No. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't trust New Japan booking. I do not trust New Japan booking. I really don't. For Tetsuya Naito? No, I don't. No. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I'll give this I'll give this match an 8. I'll give it an 8. Logic, I'll give it a 6. I thought they put on a really good match for what it was. And that um, uh, Sonata kind of turning in. Uh, I, I thought he was going to turn babyface. When um he helped out Tetsuya Naito, I thought he was going to turn babyface. I guess I was a little bit confused. And did you think the same way, Kaba? Because he attacked Evil. I thought he was already a babyface. To be honest with you, no, he's been heel. He's been heel long time. He was he's been heel. He's he was messing around with um you know his stable and stuff like that. And I guess. Him attacking evil was like his way of paying respect to Tessia Naito, which is cool. But I, I was a little bit confused. I was like, I know Sonata did not just attack evil. And then like all of a sudden now he's like a good guy. I hope he I hope that's not the case. But um other than that, I'll give this match eight logic, I'll give it a six, and for the rest of the show, I'll give it a an eight. This was a really, really good Wrestle Kingdom show. Was this better than last year's Wrestle Kingdom? I would say no. But this was a really good Wrestle Kingdom. The second half of this show alone was excellent. Yeah. The second half of the show alone. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give um, Rasson for this show. Um, 
I'll give Rassin the 8.5 and Logic a 7. This was also, I also agree that this was a very good show, especially the second half. You know, the triple threat um, global title match, that was great. Danielson versus Okada, too, that was great. And this match, this was also, oh man, yeah, this was very, very good. Yeah, this was, this was good. And yeah, um, thank you guys for yep. listening to this episode. Um, this is the end of our review. Um, we will be back for the Royal Rumble. And um, yeah, um, thank you, Josh, for recording this, helping us to record this. And um, yeah, we'll be back uh, potentially with him. And we will all review the Royal Rumble. Um, that's going to happen on the 27th. And yeah, I've already got that marked on my calendar. So yeah, we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, ben will eventually release roundup number 15. So look out for that. And uh, yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. You can check out The Mysteries of Life with Ben Charles. Um, he's actually this way because uh, I don't know if it's going to point exactly the same way. Um, <laughs> it's me, guys. Yeah, um, Ben, you can listen to Ben on the Mysteries of Life. You can listen to him on the Musical Circle podcast. And you can also listen to him on Certified Bangers because he was on this last episode of Certified Bangers. Um, and yeah, you can, speaking of Certified Bangers, you can check that out. Um, it's on Spotify. You can also listen to it on Rainbow Radio Wales. We have finally made our Rainbow Radio Wales debut of Certified Bangers. So that was a momentous episode. That was an absolute great moment to witness. Um, yeah, you should have been there. We had like 1.6 thousand viewers listening. So yeah, that was a lot of fun to have. And, um, yeah um thank you guys for listening again we'll see you guys for the royal rumble but until then on behalf of the main host of life soaping radio the co-producer of life soaping radio certified bangers the temporary co-producer and special guest host on this podcast Lux opening radio rope break and the newly appointed producer of the musical circle podcast and my good friend joshua james jenkins this is carbonator and ben charles signing out